1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manchester is Red podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm Rich Fay, and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by the very cheerful Kieran Kelly. Hello again, and Charlotte Dunker. Hi, Negative Nancy. That's what I was trying to think of. That's what you used oh. to call yourself. But you, are you, are you I would to like the-
2: to point out that I was the only person feeling optimistic that United would in come. the world. <laughs> Probably, it felt like that. No, in our, our office, everyone was. After, obviously, 10 minutes, unsurprisingly, writing United off. And I well, I've said Fellaini was going to pop up with the winner in the 89 Close. Slightly wrong, I'm gonna but I'm going to take it. Better mm-hmm. yeah. than what most from my people my predictions, yeah. <laughs> Kieran,
1: <laughs> again, and again we say this every week. <laughs> I, I usually, feel like it's repeating itself. How time. I usually joke about, you're the lucky person who goes to the games. But it was almost enjoyable, the game on Saturday, wasn't it? Bizarrely, United started really bad. That first... First half United, would you say that's the worst they've ever played in the Mourinho?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's just crazy saying that only a week after West Ham that you think those scars would still be present, the players would perform, but they're so low in confidence. And when that second goal went in, uh, the heads went down, the shoulders slumped, and you kind of thought, this is going to be a, a long afternoon. And Newcastle were winless going into this. Um, weren't exactly tearing up the charts for goals scored, yet they found themselves 2-0 up. Uh, 10 minutes Sam
1: Newcastle had taken the lead all season wasn't it in the game yeah I think
0: it was and I know they have a, a couple of handy players but you think of some like Kennedy Mourinho would have knows them well would have warned you know close them down the earliest opportunity and
2: they just had so much yeah. space didn't they at the back
0: it was it was just um, it made yeah. you think you know whatever Mourinho had told them had gone in one ear and, and out the other it just it makes you wonder if he told
2: them anything yeah just,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was the point
2: well, it, We've said this before, haven't we? It makes The way they played, what do they actually you question play what do they do Monday to Friday on the training mm. ground? Like genuinely, do they turn up at Carrington? That was the state of the first half performance because you just thought there's absolutely no way that they've practiced anything. Drills, defending. Mm. It was an absolute shambles really, wasn't it, the first mm. half?
0: Yeah, I mean, fans were actually leaving. Um, I've, I've never seen that before At Old Trafford Because you know It is that For a lot of people It's a big well, day out But yeah. you know to, to leave after 10 minutes um, Convinced Good I religion. think yeah. I think everyone In that stadium You wouldn't have gotten Anyone who would have thought What happened against City Where they went 2-0 down At halftime Was going to happen again Because there was Literally nothing You could take from that They were Getting back into it They were just relying on Young's delivery Second balls The bounce of the ball And there was no Cohesive plan And I think even up until Mata's goal, you could say the same. Um, I think that was just such a turning point. And the thing is, it came from a set piece. Um, so I don't know what you could take from it, but given how poor Newcastle have been, it's hard to read too much into it. It's obviously an amazing response, but I don't think we'll really learn a lot till um, after the international break of whether this is going to be a turning point for this team again, or whether it's going to be one of the few highlights of, of the next month.
1: Yeah, I've got to ask you that, Charlotte I mean, it's a weird one because you can't be that it's difficult to be really critical after United have just pulled off a comeback win like that and it's sort of papering over the cracks um, you got the sense that some United fans maybe wanted them to to lose in those 2-0 down because for Mourinho's sort of agenda and the way he looks at it now and maybe the board look at it it, it is a win and you can't be too critical after that but I the manner think- of it was Mm-mm. so bad
2: I don't, th- if the board have got it on their agenda that Mourinho is not the right man and that he's going, whether it's in the next month, before Christmas, after Christmas, whatever they've got in their head, I don't think that a comeback against Newcastle at home is going to drastically change their opinion in terms of his future. Yeah. It might help and be the turning point in terms of players pushing on. Better performances, but I can't see that it's going to be the game that saves us, Manchester United. I mean, I could be dr- I could be wrong. It could You're never wrong. Well, that's not <laughs> true. <laughs> Projected the results. I know. i a Mystic Meg from Negative Nancy to Mystic it's got Meg. All the nicknames, isn't she? <laughs> but I just, like you said, it's papering over the cracks. Feel good factor after the game. Last-minute winner coming back from two-nil down is a great way to go into the international break. But we had this before the last international break against Burn uh, when they played against Burnley. Yeah. Okay, it wasn't a comeback, but it was a solid performance and they won two-nil. And then international break, everyone's like, "Yeah, they're going to come back after this, and this is going—they're going to kick-start the season." And look what happened—it was just an absolute disaster. So I'm not. The game against Chelsea is obviously going to be going to be it's the biggest. Horrible,
1: isn't it? we're mm. hard to watch maybe for you know, I mean it bit.
2: could could be if they if they play the way they played in the first half against Newcastle they'll find themselves like 5-0 down half time and they're not coming back from that so you've just got to hope that they'll look back at that first half against Newcastle and think maybe that is the worst we've hit the lowest point we can hit now and Again,
1: we said that last week as well I <laughs> no,
2: but they've got they just keep finding new lows and it's quite unbelievable they do break watch. expectations
1: don't they yeah and yeah. not
2: in a good way yeah.
1: Not in a good way at all. Um, Kieran as well, the Charlotte was alluding to it then. These next couple of games, you've got the Chelsea, you've got Juventus, got Juventus twice. Uh, do you think that the board are going to judge Mourinho based on the performances or that just the results? I mean, because playing against these bigger teams maybe, the, the ones that could really punish United, do you think if they were to lose but play spirited, that would be enough for fans to see the positives and they can hold their hands up and say, well, we're not at their level at the moment, at least we gave it a go? Or do you think they have to get... A result in one of those games. I, I think
0: the performance is, is very important because um, I think if they go out, as, as we said already, and play first half like that again, you know something... We know something isn't right behind the scenes, but um, if this doesn't bring everyone together, then nothing will, you know, because you had the fans, you had the players, you had the manager, you had just, everyone was kicking uh, each ball and everyone was united for one of the few times this season. So um, I do think... Um, you know United could feasibly find themselves back in the bottom half again soon um we know it's only going to take back to back defeats for this to come back again and and this is the thing that every time you you almost put a valve back in and it's taken out it's just even more pressured so um I think they really do need to to put in at least a good performance because um you couldn't have two tougher games really. Chelsea are, you know, in brilliant form, very good at home. United have a terrible record at Sanford Bridge. And then Juventus obviously um so much quality and so good at the back. And this is the problem for United is they're only they had this, you know, in, in the spring last season as well. They had to go one or two down to uh that was the to, problem to, to play at their yeah. best. You can't do that against uh, a Chelsea or Juventus. You can't rely on that tactic. So um I think if they can get through the first 10 minutes of both those games, that's progress because they're 2-0 down against Newcastle at that stage. So that's the real worry at the defence now that um, they just look so vulnerable every time. And unless United throw caution to the wind and play to their attacks, strengths are just going to really struggle, I think, which, you know, uh, needs to be addressed.
1: Against Newcastle, uh, some changes by Mourinho did influence the game, but... As we said against maybe West Ham, do you feel that Mourinho's tactics were maybe luck rather than insight or?
2: Well, one of his tactics was to start Scott McTominay, which I thought was an interesting one. So in some ways, the master of his own downfall because if he maybe picked a different... He just made a
1: bad mistake then, mate, then put it right himself, didn't he, really?
2: Yeah. And Baye was the first one to get hooked. And (sighs) to be fair, there wasn't many of them that deserved to stay on the pitch at half-time. McTominay was the next one to get hauled off and then you see Fellaini coming on the saviour of Manchester United Football Club and it just I know it's depressing but it shows the difference when you look back through the years the players that United used to bring on to if they were chasing a game they'd be creative, attacking minded players nothing against Fellaini to be fair he's come and he's done a decent job he's done what he's been asked to do when he's um, come to United and he's Proved to be important on times, but I just feel like he embodies Mourinho's tactics. And always the transfer that you
1: you sort of talk about. I know he signed by Moyes, but you'll always think Mourinho. Mourinho Yeah, Yeah.
2: and that's the sort of football that a lot of United fans don't want to see the team playing. So when you see someone coming on like that, it's like "Mm, great Fellaini's coming on. to, To be fair, it had had the right impact. But we were talking about it before, that it was a tactical change with um, Pogba, which helped as much as anything with him dropping back deeper into midfield. And there's been reports say that was Pogba's idea in the dressing room. As if
1: he's some sort of cavalier who drops back and leads it by himself. Do you believe any of that, Kieran? Or do you think it was just play deeper, get the ball? It, and maybe just that's a way for Pogba to actually get on the ball. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. On the I think
0: I think the players are encouraged... Um, I know the Derby game last season the players and indeed the, the more junior coaches were all chipping in it's not just Mourinho Mourinho obviously makes the final decision but um, in those kind of times he invites people to to suggest um, but for sure it's um, Mourinho's idea I mean I think a lot of people were scratching their heads when you think Pogba for so long it's the left of a midfield three that's what's been rammed down people's throats <laughs> that you can only play in that system but um with France and now that second half was an example of how he can run a game from deep and, and break forward, and that's what he did against the, in the derby last season as well. So um, I think it raises it raises the the main point that they don't really have anyone who can bring the ball out from the back that is in favour at the moment because Lindelof isn't trusted to to move past the halfway line. Smalling has his issues, so um, perhaps that's a way around as a short term solution until they eventually. Look at getting a centre back in is that you play Pogba in a, a deeper role and you sacrifice maybe what you you get further forward at times um, because you know their build up play was so poor in that first half. Uh, you you know you were you were looking at the two teams and Newcastle looked like the team with World Cup winners, multi million pound signings, and that's a team who made a profit this summer in the transfer market. So um, again, it's it's just we're you know eight league games in and we still don't know how this United team should play what system works and what personnel um, and that that's crazy
1: Yeah we mentioned him before Mourinho signs Sanchez on Saturday Provedly the match winner it was one of those moments where you can imagine that's why he left Arsenal to have those winners in front of the Stratford end <laughs> it wasn't maybe a typical Sanchez goal sort of cushioned header at the back post where no one could really see him but what did you make of the performance Charlotte were you impressed by him or do you think this could be a turning point I know as Kieran said, hindsight is going to be the real factor in this and who knows <laughs> what United will do over the next few games. But Chelsea, Juventus, these are the type of games where Sanchez can really prove that he has to sort of turn the table at United.
2: Well, you'd think that, but you look back to the big games since he's since he's joined in January, I wouldn't say that he's really stepped Other up. Other
1: than to- the Spurs semi-final, maybe. The Derby
0: as well, he was all right, wasn't he? All couple, right. a couple yeah. of assists <laughs> yeah,
1: he's alright
2: yeah. <laughs> alright so
0: generous yeah. <laughs> well no you, you expect if someone's on 400 grand a week they should be winning your matches every second week yeah. well, I'd,
2: If even if we take the money out of it since he's cut since even if his
1: best game's got doable <laughs> I mean that
2: says it all if I think expectations are obviously going to be really really high but something's just not clicked since he's since he's arrived at the do you club? think it's the
1: formation, maybe do you think maybe because last season I feel I did feel sorry for him because he had no overlapping left back because there was no Shaw yeah so he always had to he couldn't really cut inside because there's no what no one to sort of offer him the support and the diversion but Shaw's the left. been in great now, form Shaw's from back, this season so there's no... and
2: yeah he's been and Sanchez has been preferred on the left hand side yeah dropped him brought him on comes on scores a match winner maybe he's one of them players that needs something like. To be dropped and then to be brought on. And
1: yeah,
2: I'm now going to prove a point to you. I can't imagine him not starting against Chelsea, and you just hope that maybe they were talking about after the game. I think it was Lukaku. You need he needs that confidence booster, and he said he doesn't he doesn't see anyone better on the training ground. Well, if he's United's best player on the training ground, then where's it, where's it all suddenly going wrong? Why mm-hmm. can't he bring that form that he has in training onto the pitch? And maybe it is a confidence thing if you're going out there and every week it's like what a waste of money not coming from the United fans but it's always coming from the away fans maybe he just needs that break and hopefully like you say 89th minute winner in front of the Shrekford and you're not going to get many of them in your career so hopefully he's going to take that as a confidence booster work these next two weeks and then come back a different player against Chelsea but
1: time yeah. will tell and we've also sort of run out of excuse we used to give Sanchez leeway saying how he's never had time off during international mm-hmm. breaks and stuff we always used to say he's a tired player giving time having that pre-season off it will be absolutely fine and he showed glimpses pre-season as well and during pre-season maybe and again this is clutching at straws maybe some of his better performances I mean, that came during friendly fixtures but they played in the front two of Matter through the middle something maybe going into these big European games using a false nine giving Lukaku a rest do you think Sanchez could could have a future United playing in a central role Kieran I mean we saw him at Arsenal I think back to that game hmm. against West Ham for Arsenal he scored a hat-trick maybe four goals yeah his best goal
0: scoring season wasn't it yeah I think the problem is he, he loves playing on the left and Bruno's indulged him and the only time he started him out of that position was against Valencia on the right and it wasn't any better so um, I take the point that you know shock tactics but when he was dropped for West Ham he was just as poor as usual against Valencia so I'm still not convinced I thought actually he was quite you know his his touches were heavy it was the same old same old until the header and we won't really know till the Chelsea game what kind of effect that has on him but he's he's a fearless character and he's played in front of really intimidating stadiums all through his career so I don't think the crowd necessarily is is getting to him I just think we're, we're at a stage now where you know it's It'll be soon a year since he moved, and you're wondering will it ever happen for him? You know, already you're kind of thinking you're looking at all the excuses, formation, manager, everything else, but the player hasn't really put his hand up to yeah, to, say, he has to take responsibility, yeah, so, yeah. doesn't he? To say you know um, this is how I work because he's a direct player. I mean, um, Arsenal play very differently, Barcelona play very differently, but uh, he made his name as a direct player. Lounesi, he isn't you know someone who is all about tricks and flicks, you know, he, he should, he is a Mourinho player on paper, you know, Um, but it's just not worked and it's not clicked and um, I, I think, you know, just as Pogba took a game by the scruff of the neck when the chips were down and showed he was a leader, um, he has to do the same now um, because I think the fans are at the point where, you know, you saw against Valencia how he was told to hurry up <laughs> as he, you know, gently jogged off the pitch. So I think, it, it's on him now to, to build on from that and, you know, to have only scored four goals since January, it's it's not great
1: No, not at all and I guess finally, we've got these two games that we've been speaking about ahead, Charlotte are you going to return to negative Nancy, Chelsea and Juventus, what do you think United fans realistic hopes are going to this game, and do you think there's any players who have played themselves into the reckoning to feature in both of those um, looks like Eric Tom and they might not be uh, featuring in either of them, but
2: You'd hope that Scott McTominay is not going to be starting at Stamford Bridge, but who knows? Up there, Mourinho favourite. I actually thought he should have rested Lukaku at the weekend.
1: Again, that's one of the few chances he'll have maybe in a few weeks to have rested Lukaku. It just seems like he'll be really tired again heading into an even busier spell of the season. And even before we came on air, Kieran was saying, United have just had their their sort of easy spell on paper, haven't they? Now it's going to get the real challenges.
2: I'm not saying he should uh, rest Lukaku against Chelsea, by the way. That was... He what I should. thought he should have done okay. um, this mm-hmm. week going back. But he didn't, and it's just a shame that Lukaku doesn't have a slight niggle to keep him out of the international breaks. So I think he could have. He looks like he needs a couple of weeks rest rather than going away on international duty. But players that play played their way into the team, obviously Pogba, but when does he not pick yeah. him even if he plays poorly I think the poorly. midfield
1: selection is the big one really maybe going into those two games I mean mm-hmm. someone like Fellaini again you say do you start him or do you bring him on as an impact sub if you need him you, I mean, Juventus have a very strong midfield themselves you can imagine they've gone out muscle United maybe there
2: yeah he's not gone in his midfields that he's picked recently he's not gone apart from that first Leicester game when he went for quite an attacking midfield
1: Brighton yeah three ZM2.
2: yeah the same there we've not seen that since so it's going to be very cautious packed out defensive-minded um, midfield. Maybe Pogba will be playing deep again alongside Matic because that's what seemed to work, albeit it was against Newcastle. But some, it's just at the back. You've got, you're have got just terrified <laughs> at the back. If they look that fragile against Newcastle, what are they going to look like against a team that can actually properly attack? And that's no disrespect to Benitez's no, side, yeah. but the <laughs> teams that they're going to come up against in the next two weeks are a totally different class. And it is going to be an absolute embarrassment if... Well, if they
1: can't keep up Kennedy, they've got the best player in the Premier League coming up against them in Eden Hazard. They've got the best probably striker maybe in, in Europe, maybe in the history of, of football coming up against them in Ronaldo. It's going to be interesting to see <laughs> how Lindelof and uh, Smalling Cope with that. Yeah,
0: I suppose you could flip it on the other side, the uh... Coming up against such big opponents is when they'll come into their own because we saw it last
1: season, didn't we? Yeah, we saw Ashley Young pocket Mo Salah when he was doing like his hottest spell.
0: If you're being an optimist, you'd say it like that but because their <laughs> mentality has been so wrong against all the so called lower sides, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. the same car crash, as I said before, happening again, West Ham, Newcastle, Brighton, you know, the same poor performances where the attitude's not been right from the first whistle. Whereas you think, in theory, playing against Chelsea Juventus I think you know a lot of fans maybe all of them would take two draws delighted with two nil nils that's stable results two clean sheets I think that's solid
2: performance yeah yeah,
0: without looking at how that would affect them in the tables I think that's that's what they need right now and then you go into your kind of Everton and Bournemouth and Obviously, the Derby coming up uh, next doesn't month doesn't get any easier, does no. it, Mourinho? But
1: no. you're both off to Stamford Bridge. You both are you excited for that? I mean, after two weeks off, you might just be almost naively optimistic going into a game away at Chelsea. But maybe on the contrary, Chelsea, the team who would go into it joint top of the table, United don't. I know it's not the way underdogs for one. Yeah, that's what I say. United don't want to go into games against their, their rivals as the underdogs, but it might suit the the way they do it. I mean, yeah, it's the way we've, like, we've seen conflicting sort of performances at Stamford Bridge over the last few years from United yeah. in particular, but it could suit them.
0: Yeah, it's the way Mourinho likes it. Bizarrely, you know, he, he spent more than £370 million, yet he always likes to portray United as the underdogs, given that city are obviously such a, such a well-backed club. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the approach last season got him a lot of stick, uh, similar to the Liverpool game where he went there and... Uh, so cautious. Yeah, they did... You know, you had Rashford playing up top with Lukaku Yeah, it just didn't really work And he threw on Fellaini And it was Fellaini who had the best chance of the game So um, it'd be it's a really tough one for him Because he's never come up against a Sari team before So that's going to be a huge shock um, I've no doubt Because um, no one's yet worked out how to stop a Sari team uh, Chelsea this season properly anyway so um
1: Video tunnel, stayed oh yeah college, that's so. true so
0: maybe he's watch, he watched he'll <laughs> watch that over the international break about a million times and <laughs> think oh, i need a player just like that um but yeah i, I suppose he's just gonna have to stifle and the, the plan b is yeah. then to how to get a goal on the break but it's
1: gonna have to be Machiavellian. and yeah. results will justify the means by any means necessary really Indeed. i think that's all we've got time for today sadly though <sighs> But we will be back <laughs> Next week, Uh, who knows what we'll have to reflect on there? England will have played once. Who knows? you still on the high of the World Cup, Charlotte, as an England supporter.
2: Um, Not bothered at all, are you? Not really. You don't know who they're playing, do you? Spain.
1: And (sighs)
0: same team who knocked them out
2: Croatia.
1: There we go. That's (laughs) the the insight we have on the Manchester (laughs) Road podcast. So patriotic. Yeah. Well, here we go again. England, Wales play Ireland as well this week, so this Mm. could be the last time. Nobody asked about them. Could be the last time myself and Kieran ever speak to each other in in public. We shall see.
2: could be a fiery next podcast. could be a fiery next podcast.
1: As long as you will join me, Kieran, will you be back next week? Yes, always. As always. Locked in. (laughs) And Charlotte, who knows of your wild lifestyle where you will be, but we hope to have you back soon. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us on the Manchester Is Red podcast. Make sure to subscribe on ACAST for all the latest episodes.